Hey girl, hey! This is your host, Cynthia Corpa, and you're listening to Brunch for the Soul, the podcast, where women get real and talk about all things women and wellness. Ready to dive in? Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome to Brunch for the Soul, the podcast. This is Cynthia. And Raylan. And we are here to answer your questions. This is so fun. Yes, I'm excited for this. Yes. I, I haven't read any of them. Only Cynthia has, so. And I barely read them. I was just like, okay, check, check, like, that's it. Like, I barely okay. read these into depth, so this is honestly going to be a surprise because I have no prepped answers. By the way, yeah, Same. these are not prepped in any sort of fashion, so we are literally <laughs> answering these on the spot. So bear right. with us if we can't answer them well. Just kidding. No, they're going to be <laughs> But I'm excited. I'm excited. Same. We asked you guys on Instagram uh, and through text message what you guys want us to answer. Like, what questions do you have for us? And didn't really give you any, like, guide to this. So the questions vary, and they're all pretty much different. So I'm excited to go through this. So I'm just going to pick one at random. I'll probably say your first name and leave it at that. In case there are any people who have some private, more private questions, I won't release the last name. So if it sounds like your question, it probably is. So I'm excited. <laughs> You're going to hate me for this, but um, or is, is Blanche going to need to be here? Is, do they have any questions for Blanche? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I saw. <laughs> okay. You don't have to be here. Okay. She just wanted to make sure. <laughs> You're crazy. I honestly kind of now wish that there was just because of that. <laughs> okay. So our first question is from Sarah. And it says, for me, the biggest thing is sticking to good habits or practices. So maybe advice on how to stick with a new habit or routine you're trying to create. That's a really good one. I, I always advocate for starting small. We talked to a Sarah recently. I actually pulled from something. I was thinking about something she said on the podcast, which was whenever people want to organize their house, they try to start with a big project and they get overwhelmed and then they don't finish it or, you know, it just doesn't, doesn't see it through. I think of the same, I actually was thinking about this other day, how I should do that with my habits as well. Should always start small, do one thing a day, create a consistent routine. And then once I'm doing that well, add in something else. But also one thing, I'm really bad at that though. Like I'm that person, if I'm starting to plan out my meals and my workouts, you better be sure I'm planning out every other hour. And it causes burnout. It causes frustration. It, I fail a lot because if I put too much on the, it's almost like I'm setting myself up for failure when I put and trying to create so many new habits. I think I heard recently, which it takes like 66 days or something to create a new habit. So this idea. 66, yeah, you're right. I don't what was your What was yours? 66? Oh, no, I was just going to say you're right. It's a, I don't remember what the exact number is, but. Yeah, and even so, I've heard things like maybe 27, but even so, if even, let's say it was even 27 days, the idea that you're going to add five new things into your schedule and have it down pat, and it, but it takes 27 days to even create one new habit or 66. So start small and uh, pick one thing, do that for a while, then add in something else. I agree. 
So the thought that comes to me is like planners. I'm a very physical person. I need to write things down. If it's not written down, it's not happening. The way that Brunch of the Soul was started was a whiteboard. And so it was just this big whiteboard in my kitchen. And I just kept writing words or ideas that would come to me. I would just put them on the whiteboard. And I was like, until I figure out how to connect these things, I'll just keep writing that, writing these uh, words or phrases, writing cooking, women's empowerment, workshop, lessons, you know, like just things like that. And then I put soul. And then I was like, I like brunch. And then it just like, like, it was just like this noodle soup or, or what is it? What is that like letter alphabet soup of words and phrases on a whiteboard. And that eventually led to me writing the list of attendees. So I recently found it in my iCloud. Uh, I saw the first list that I made of, of people that I wanted to invite to Brunch of the Soul. And I was like, and it really was a reality check because if you know Brunch of the Soul now, I don't get to invite people. You know, I post about it and they sell out. Like it's not, like I was laughing because like, I wrote not to brag or anything. Look, I know, I, know, I swear that's not, I'm, no, I don't I know. brag this. <laughs> It's, it's amazing. I think it's incredible. It's, it's yeah. It, 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 it's just, yeah, it just, it, it, that's what it was. It was humbling. Yeah. It was yes. really humbling. Oh, that's beautiful. Because yes. I had a check mark. Like when I tell you, I forgot that I worked, not to say I don't work hard because every stage of this journey requires a whole different mm -hmm. obstacle and like lesson. But I was writing like the check emoji, the X emoji. Like I would wait till people told me yes or till they bought it or that they couldn't come. Or I put like a dot, 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 like waiting for their response. Like I was seriously trying to create, but it also was a good reminder. Like I was really trying to create this community, like from the beginning, like it was handpicked, you know, and then now it's, I have strangers coming in and, you know, I just got to pray that they, they go with our vibe. But my point with that is, Everything along this journey was written out. And so from the whiteboard to writing the people that I would invite on my iPhone notepad and in also writing the purpose, my mission. If you want to stick with something, make a plan. Now I have a planner uh, that has a little template in there. It's amazing. It's by Scotty O. I've mentioned her before. I'm going to mention her again. It's called Altered Planning Co. She's a black Louisiana maker, creative. And she makes these planners and basically she has a thing and a template and it says project and it has a whole timeline. Like it has a little timeline and you fill in the blanks. So basically you're writing your own timeline of the things that you have to do in order to accomplish this project in order for it to get complete. It's really been helpful. So again, just like it, it holds me accountable. Like I say, I want to write a book. I wrote down the step that it's going to take. And so it makes it also more tangible. And I'm like, okay, I got to do this in order to get to this. And I got to do this in order to get to this. And it holds me accountable to stick with trying to accomplish it by the month that I wrote down. Uh, if not, don't kill myself. But it really, I would say, write it down to really follow through. And like Raylan said, take small bites. Like don't just try to get everything done in one night. Cause that's definitely what I try to do. Instead, just do a little bit at a time and give yourself a realistic timeline. Another really quick one is because something I had to practice usually. I just started a new podcast, a daily podcast. And I ideally I would do it in the morning because that's when I'm most wired to be more productive and happy is in the morning. As the as the wee hours go down, I'm not that productive. However, I have heard of people mentioning don't always revolve your new practice around a certain time 
if there is a certain time you pick out every day, do it then. But I actually, instead of recording my podcast at 6.30 in the morning, I had to record it at 6.30 at night. Those aren't like my favorite time. You know, those are very different. So I know people may want to start to do a workout. They want to do it before work. But showing up, even if you have to do it after work, like don't always be so stringent on the time that your new practice or routine needs to be like journaling. There are days where we probably journaled and we didn't get to it that morning, but doing it around lunchtime or doing it in the afternoon, that's what a practice is, is like you practice it every day mm-hmm. whenever you can. But I do like to have a, a time that I usually do it, but I've, I've started to try to be more committed and consistent and consistency will sometimes mean you have to do it at a different time if you miss it. Mm-hmm. So. Definitely. Awesome question. Yeah, I love that one. Yes. Okay, this is food related, so completely different topic. Uh, it says restaurants or coffee shops that I'm switching gears. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Raylan just did a whole little hand thing that you couldn't see, but she was switching gears, so that's what she was hearing me for. Yes, we are. <laughs> this is from Nicole. She asked. What are some restaurants or coffee shops that you want to try but haven't had a chance to? So mine is in Atlanta. I just want to buy coffee from this place. It is called Duce Coffee. A friend of mine, her cousin owns it. He, uh, and he lives in the Atlanta area. And the, the mission around the coffee is to help people with mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's like, I forget the whole mission around it, but I want to start supporting that business just because, yeah, I remember reading the mission statement a few months ago, and I'm not in Atlanta, so I want to, like, order the coffee. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I'm really trying to think of mine. I mean, your job is to kind of try out cafes and restaurants in the area. Right, and I'm like... and what I stone usually, have you not turned? Right, I'm like, I usually go. Like, when I want something, I usually go. Okay, one I have is where I, it's on the planner. So it's where I'm going for my birthday dinner, which I'm super excited about called Copper Vines. Their description in their Instagram is wine pub, but they're a wine pub and restaurant. And so they have a great outdoor seating area. That's stunning. I just literally can't wait. I requested that table and I'm manifesting. I'm getting that table. Just put that out there. So it's gorgeous, just has a lot of greenery, natural lighting. That's my type of vibe. So Copper Vine in New Orleans, that's the place I want to go. So would recommend. Haven't been there yet, but looks really good. Nice. No, that sounds great. Yeah. So we got so many great ones from Darian, but I'm going to choose two just because I feel like we touched on one of them in a previous podcast. So hopefully we answered that question in another one, but I'm going to pick these because she just, they're all awesome to be honest. So this is really hard, but (laughs) the first one from Darian is what was the most challenging aspect of starting a podcast? I know lots of people are interested in podcasting, but may not know how to start. The most challenging part Mm -hmm. for me, because you did most of the behind the scenes stuff, you got it on the platforms and everything. Mine was figuring out how to edit in a way that made sense. Editing, you guys, if you're editing, we use Adobe Audition. We'll just let you guys know. And I would recommend fiddling with everything as you go. So what I did the first time was I listened to the audio. I tweaked the audio to try to make us sound balanced. And then I went back through 
and started cutting things. I don't do that anymore. I track the audio. I just do everything as I go. I feel like it takes less time. It's also for me impossible to hear something and not cut it if I don't like it. <laughs> to me, learning the, the Adobe Audition software was hard. Now it's the easiest thing I do. I think it's, it can be tedious. I just see you nodding your head. You're so funny because you're trying not to say, yeah, yep, yep. You're right, girl. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's mine. Uh, but, yeah, that's a good rec. I love using the, the uh, Adobe Audition now just because it's what I'm educated and, like, I, that's what I do. We also use the Anchor platform. I feel like that was actually super easy. What did you think? Yeah, Anchor was so much easier than uploading it to each platform individually. Now I'm just telling you how to create a podcast. Yeah, yes, Is that yes. what I'm doing? Okay. You spill the tea. <laughs> okay. I feel like that was why maybe she asked though. Because oh, yeah. You know, yeah. So totally. Yeah, yeah, no, you touched on some good stuff. Like you said, it's hard not editing the things that you don't like. So that in itself was one of the hardest parts, I feel like, of starting a podcast is hearing the things that you might like literally like when me and Raylan are going back and forth with editing, I'm like we gulped too loud. We said, um, we said, yes, we like, there's literally, so, huh? So, you know, Oh yeah, you know, totally. Like there's so many little things that you notice about yourself and the way that you communicate when you hear yourself recorded every week, but it's also been really informative. And I feel like it's going to make me a better speaker because I did a lot of speaking engagements before this, haven't got to do any since COVID. And so now I'm like, yes, I'm ready. Like I hear myself speak all the time. So now I'm aware of filler words and different things that I might do and say. Yeah. yeah. And also, oh, oh, go ahead. We're, we're obsessed with our own laughs. Like we love the way we laugh. Hate it. <laughs> And you can't tell, Raylan makes jokes that almost sound too good to, to be a joke. Like you think that it's like her actually talking. So just to clarify, hate it. <laughs> we hate it. Especially because I have such a big laugh that the mic captures the heck out of it. And it just makes me cringe. <laughs> Mine sounds like I'm dying. I learned like it sounds like I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you do the inhaling thing like yes. yeah for air <laughs> yes yeah I noticed that the last one I cut so I was like oh my gosh what am I doing anyway, yeah okay. and I have about 10,000 laughs so that's why it makes me cringe but and that's I'm, hard some people may not get over it you yeah. know because it is hard hearing your voice week after week I don't know that we've necessarily gotten used to it I mean maybe we have a little bit or yeah. we've just gotten over it yeah. But I could see that people wouldn't want to, like, do a podcast and they don't like the way they sound. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. There's been many times where I'm like, Raylan, oh, no. Like, I really think we should. But then I'm just like, oh, well. Like, just, she's as she's reminded me many times, like, we're human. We make mistakes. We do weird things. It's okay. Like, it's not, if it's not distracting from the content, don't stress about it. Yeah. And then to, I would agree with her point, the editing. The editing didn't come as hard for me because thankfully, I'm like, shout out to LSU, Mass Communication School. You guys did train me this for a reason. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, why am I learning to use Adobe programs when I'm a writer? I was so annoyed. And now here I am, a couple years later, starting a podcast. So thank you. Shout out to them. They were right. 
So the editing can be challenging if you aren't familiar with it, but there's so many tutorials out there. Adobe has their own tutorials. YouTube has them. Uh, and like Raylan said, just kind of just play around with it and you'll, you'll definitely figure it out. Yeah. The first time I had to edit one by myself, Cynthia straight up told me, girl, you'll figure it out. <laughs> but you do though. You do. You do. It's scary and it's weird. It's like getting on a computer for the first time. It's just like, what is this machine? Yeah. like? But now it's like, I can't see it any other way. It's just, mm -hmm. it's so easy. But yes, before I, I texted or I voice messaged her, like I remember this process because mm -hmm. I was like, girl, I've been sitting here for three hours. I don't know how to do this. And you're like, girl, you will figure it out. I was the same way. Being yeah. my head against the wall. I was like, but can you give me a tip though? Like, <laughs> I did try. I did try. Yeah, no, you I did. I did a couple of things for her, but you were like, Okay, I got this. <laughs> I wanted to beat my head so hard against the wall and like just throw that audio back to her, like get it. Yeah. Like, but I'm. We so almost in full disclaimer. We almost like we were the first week. I was about to freaking rip my hair out. I was like, Highland oh, Coffee's going nuts. That's and true. And we were on the verge of hiring somebody to. <laughs> <laughs> we're on the verge of hiring somebody to edit it and I'm so glad that we didn't honestly looking back yeah. because now it's a fun experience I mean sometimes it's a little bit more time consuming but it's yeah. really it's it's fun it's it's not as I, yeah it doesn't make me want I really was about to break my my laptop it was ridiculous true story so yeah, yeah. and then last point about that I just want to mention this because uh, you mentioned it a little bit, but I do want to reiterate the whole anchor thing because that was one of the biggest things. So if you've ever wondered why there's a brunch for the soul and then there's a brunch for the soul, the podcast, like there's, you might see two channels out there. And that is because of what Raylan said, the platform anchor makes everything 10 times easier. So nobody told me about anchor just heads up. Uh, next time, maybe ask, anyone ask your friends who have a podcast before you start your podcast ask them all the like must need to know information so that way you are more informed than I was so I was putting all the or I was I only put up one episode but I put an episode up on all the platforms that I knew we wanted to be on little did I know there's something called anchor that automatically does it for you you know you just upload it once and it automatically uploads your podcast to all the platforms so that's what I would highly highly recommend if you're starting a podcast do that use anchor firstly because it's really really hard to have your podcast deleted so I like for the life of me I don't know what you're doing Apple but I have tried to delete the first page so many times I've pressed the delete button and it goes absolutely nowhere. Just a heads up, would highly recommend that. Yeah, okay. it launches you pretty much everywhere whenever you upload things. So that's exactly. good too. Yeah. Exactly. So enough about podcasting, but I think we gave them some good tips. <laughs> yeah. Start your own podcast. Let us know about it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I definitely want to hear if anybody is encouraged to start a podcast after this, let us know because I want to hear, leave it in the reviews. Okay. So this question is also from Darian. It says, what advice would you tell your past selves knowing what you know now? How far in the past we going? Right. I'm, mine is pretty simple. It's Brene Brown, feel the fear and do it anyway. I think I usually do. And I, you know, I always have pretty much done that, but just reiterate that to my past self, just keep doing it. Like no matter what idea I had, I would tell my past self, pursue it, just do it. I know it's scary. Just do it. 
I would say it's hard, but have more grace for myself, see myself more as a human being that's no better or worse than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to have everything together. I don't know where that came from, but yeah, to just have more grace for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I got to add one more. I'm sorry, but <laughs> it came to me, which is F the haters. <laughs> Throughout Who's my hating life. on you? Nobody hates on you. Girl, bye. <laughs> that is incorrect. Uh, that is incorrect. Yeah, I just to my past self, to the Cynthia who first came to Louisiana, we got stationed in Leesville and was getting bullied by the women the, or the young girls in my graduating class. And I posted a YouTube video saying I wanted to be homecoming uh, on the homecoming court. And I did this whole video about it and said, you know, why I should be voted as it and that I was going to bring brownies to everybody the next day. It was this whole thing, right? So silly. And, but I was being brave, my normal brave self. And I was slander the girls in my class were like you're not supposed to ask for the vote you're supposed to deserve it you don't get to make a video about this you haven't been involved with the football team la 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 like every reason in the book girl I tell you when I walked into class every day the girls were huddled around with my teacher my teacher was talking about me my own teacher and it was so bad so I just want to tell that Cynthia F them, like seriously, Mm -hmm. like, and they will not, I will also say whoever was hating on you then or in this moment, they won't matter a year from now, two years from now, three, they don't, they won't matter later. So screw them and keep doing you seriously. Heard that. Sorry, I'm getting pissed off. (laughs) No, no, I think it's important. Yes. Yes. I think, I think that can translate to anybody that's in our, that we perceive to be in our way you know? Yeah. Yeah. So great question. Mm-hmm. Thank this, you for that, Darian. Yes. Thank you. Ooh, I love this. Love, love, love this. Okay. This one's from Monique. It says, what are some tips or advice you have for up and coming content creators as far as planning content and reaching your audience and also staying consistent? Okay. So I would say for one, determine your intention. So what is this page for? What are you trying to accomplish? Maybe write a mission statement or a purpose. Uh, Just have that jotted down. And then from there, start making the vision for your brand. So for me, Pinterest is always fun. So I usually might maybe go to Pinterest and start pinning ideas of everything. So what does my target audience look like? Start even thinking about that. What does she look like? Is she 20? Is she 40? Is she, does she have a kid? Is she single? Does she live in the city? What's her name? All of those things. And start maybe pinning things that she would like in your Pinterest board. Start thinking about brand colors. What is, what is your color scheme? What is your feel? Like I, I probably pinned like flowers. I've pinned uh, plenty of tablescapes for Brunch the Soul. I pinned lots of diversity, like photos of different colored women. So you you have this vision board, essentially. You could also just make a physical vision board, but Pinterest is, you know, easy. So that you have an idea for what you're trying to create with this brand, first of all. 
And then um, there's so many apps. So I would start Googling some content planning apps. There's an app called Plan, literally. They have Hootsuite. They have so many other apps that you could start using for planning the content. Instead of having to just wait until you want to post it uh, at the moment, you can prepare your content way in advance and go ahead and plan it out on your app and then post it. And then Instagram now is so updated because they don't want you to use any other apps no shade, but they now have the draft option. So you can go ahead and draft all of your posts in advance and just have your caption ready, have your hashtag ready, have your location ready, and then boom, whenever you're ready, post it. Whenever it's the optimal time, go ahead and post it. And then also check your insights. When you have your Instagram set as a business account, it gives you uh, more in-depth insight so you can see what is your audience look like? How old are they? What time are they checking? Uh, which posts get the most engagement? And so that way you can start determining what time you want to go ahead and post your content so that you're reaching your target audience. And to stay consistent, post stuff that you like. So then you are encouraged to continue posting and uh, make a schedule for yourself. When you plan your content in advance, it helps you to stay consistent. I personally, I'm not going to lie to you guys, I don't plan my content. And so sometimes I might get a little inconsistent because I'm busy living real life. So if you do want to maintain that audience and maintain those followers and that consistency, go ahead and pick a day, Sunday night, Monday morning, plan your content in advance. And so then you don't have to worry about any gaps in between your posts. That sounds great. I'm not a content creator, so <laughs> yes, I'm, a little, yes. I'm a little. Yes, that might've yeah. been geared towards me a little bit. So great question though. I feel like we're getting some good stuff for content creators and podcasters here. Yeah. So the next question is, how do you put yourself out there and find your tribe? I feel whenever we are sometimes, you know, that word authentic, I don't know if everyone ever always knows what that means, but I would just advocate for honesty. Try your best to always be true to yourself because that's where I've just found most of my success and at least my relationships, my friendships, my writing, anything I go to, um, even with the podcast, I have a lot of faith because I, I feel I am posting things, even with this, our podcast as well, both of my podcasts, I feel I am bringing things that I love. I'm having conversations I love. And when I do that, the right people find their way to me. That's how I feel. And so I think that's the, the best step. And that's hard. I do under, I do get, especially from the other night with our book, the book club, we have a hard time hearing ourselves, hearing what we want, hearing what we're, what makes us the most joyful because we're too distracted by like what we should be doing, who we should be instead of what we want to do and what we love. I think getting quiet with yourself would have to be the first step because sitting there telling you, oh, you should just be more honest. I feel like if you wanted to do that, you would have done that already. You know, it, it takes a quietness. Cynthia and I, we both journal a lot. I think that we help, it helps to discover what's really going on within us. But yeah, I think presenting your truest self will attract that tribe. You don't have to do anything, really. I mean, in my opinion, you don't, besides doing that. It may not be like a whirlwind. Like people expect, don't think that I'm saying, oh, be honest. And then all of a sudden you just have like 50,000 followers or 50,000 great friends or whatever. It's a drip. At least I experienced it as a drip, but it was, it was good. And I, I trust that process now. Mm -hmm. That's yep. you, girl. I agree about the presenting your authentic self. As far as action goes, 
I think what's required out of you is to put yourself out of your comfort zone. So that might mean going to a bar three class. That might mean going to a brunch for the soul event. That might mean asking somebody through social media, hey, can we meet up in real life and go on a date? Or hey, can we, whatever, like just messaging someone, reaching out to someone new, putting yourself in new spaces and doing things that you already love. If you're looking for friends who are doing a certain thing, go and do that thing. You can't like expect to find some people freaking who love going to raves in the library. That I'm sure you can, but you can't go to like the opposite yeah. place or the opposite type of vibe place looking for your people. Do the things that you love and those people will definitely start gravitating to you, just like Raylan said. Great question. Yeah, I liked it. Ooh, I like this one too. This is also from Monique. How do you be a boss woman? How do you stay motivated? So, okay without because that's actually one of my pet my pet peeves of like people because it almost makes it sound like motivation is just something is innate like it, it should just be there all the time and I had to get real with myself like I actually made a YouTube video about this like over a year ago maybe a year and a half ago where I said motivation doesn't exist like it may come in little bursts but if you count on the motivation to do shit and get shit done you will never be a boss bitch because the motivation is actually rarely there. What happens is, and what I've learned is when I carve out the time for my practice, for my work, for, and I, I say practice, I think us podcasting, that's a practice. Uh, I think me doing my journaling, that's a practice. There are days I don't want to journal in the morning. I've actually seen that because my schedule's kind of been weird. I wanted to watch This Is Us this morning instead of journaling first thing, and they didn't launch another episode they kept it to themselves so <laughs> I, ha- I was like you know what I'm just gonna journal I'm not gonna try to find something else to watch it's still hard I'm not always motivated even though I know it's good for me even though I've been doing it for a year like it blows my mind mm-hmm. but cultivating the time and setting certain times for things as I start doing the work and the practice the inspiration comes the motivation comes like I get into the mood by designating that time Mm -hmm. what about you because I mean yeah what about you that too yeah like you have to be I think the word is discipline you're not always going to be motivated I'm definitely not always motivated to write so I have writer's block every now and again and it sucks but sometimes you just have to put yourself in that space and then also maybe putting yourself in environments that you know spark creativity so for me i if i'm in my cubicle at my desk and i'm like nothing's coming out no ideas are coming i know it's time to get up it's time to pack up and it's time to find a cute coffee shop that i like and go and try again and right there because it's me forcing it out that's that's no way so try to put yourself in environments that already make you feel good. If you work at from home, you know, open some windows, get some light in, put some nice art up, just whatever is going to put whatever playlist on that makes you feel good. Do whatever is going to put yourself, going to elevate your frequency and that you can, that you can create and, or do whatever. I'm, I'm speaking from a creative perspective. Maybe if you're a mom and you're like miserable or you're not very happy, uh, you're not very motivated to clean the house or 
meal prep for the family or whatever activity uh, you might have to do as a parent, create that environment, create the environment in your home that makes you motivated, makes you excited to do it. So the other thing is knowing your why, understanding and knowing and always kind of having that circling around in your head. If it's about your profession, like, why am I doing this? What does this serve for me? What is my purpose in this position? Or if you're trying to lose weight, why are you trying to, why are you here? Like, why are like, if you're not motivated to go to the gym or work out, understand why, or just remember your why. If it, even if it means looking at a before photo of yourself, I'm doing this so I don't feel as insecure as I did that day. I'm doing this so that I don't have to wear size 18 jeans. I'm doing this so that I can go to Florida and wear a thong. Whatever your reason is, keep that circling around in your mind and that'll help you to I feel like it, that's what helps me stay motivated like if I when I was working at Domino's the why because I need to pay this rent because I'm in college and my mom's not helping me like why am I uh, freaking making these pizzas and answering these calls because ain't nobody else gonna pay these bills and I'm in college like this is what I have to do you know so just knowing your why helps you to stay motivated Sometimes every now and then I would love to ask this to myself more. I don't do it a lot, but it's like, what would I thank myself for later? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And so I'm like, am I going to thank myself for this later? Am I going to feel bad that I didn't do this? You know, is that a missed opportunity for me? There are times when that comes through. I wish I would ask it more, but mm-hmm. that's a good one. Yes. And like, what would your highest self do? Mm-hmm. You know, what would she do? I've been trying to remember that too. Like, Cynthia, you keep saying you're stepping into your highest self. Like, what would she do? She wouldn't do this. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great way to think about it. Bridget sent some great ones. I'm going to try to pick some top ones or that ones that we might have not covered yet. So I'm going to start with this one. What makes you feel loved, recognized, and appreciated? Do you got one? (laughs) Something to ponder. No. (laughs) Let me think about this. I guess I'll say for me... It's when people do things without me asking. That's mm-hmm. one thing. When people have come like before brunch the floor after and they've helped me like set up or, or break down and I'm like trying to, again, the Capricorn, I'm like, I'm just trying not to ask for help. Like I'm trying to do everything on my own and they see me and they're like, no, what do I need to do? What do you need help with? Even you, you know, had a small Friendsgiving and Raylan's like, okay, what do I need to do? You know, like, what can I do with my boot on? Those things matter. My friend Bridget, after the Friendsgiving, would not leave. She insisted on cleaning my kitchen. And when I tell you, me and my mom don't let people clean our dishes or our kitchen because it's embarrassing. Like, I don't want you to look at my, my grime, my dirt. But she just insisted. Like, I'm like, girl, you're cleaning the sink better than me. Like, chill out. Like, right. I, that made me feel very, or very loved. I I really appreciate that. Yeah, I would say my friend James texted me today and uh, yesterday on my podcast, I posted about how like I posted really late because I wanted to get it done and I promised that I would make one every day. And I was like, it's not like anybody's even list, you know, it's not like anybody's waiting on pins and needles for me to post something, but that's not the point. It's about the practice. It's about me committing and staying consistent. And that is why I want to do this. And that was like my only lesson I imparted that day or the only perspective I had was we should show up for ourselves even if it's not the time of the day we wanted 
and this man, but he's one of my best friends, and uh, he texted me because he had listened to it, and he said, congrats on showing up for yourself. You Aww. know, congrats on posting that podcast. I was like, oh my gosh, well, thank you for listening, and I was like, it just felt so much better yeah. to know that he, like, reached out, and he heard it, and he he also acknowledged the the small but important task it is to just always be consistent and committed to yourself. So I appreciated that a lot. I just like, that's so thoughtful of you to do to reach out and say that. So that was cool. So yeah, random, random thoughts. But I will also say I've been doing that more for my friends, reaching out when I think about them and saying things to them. So I really, I'm starting to believe in that what you put out, you get back. Cause I've been Mm -hmm. seeing that a lot in my life. So I want things, people to do things for me. I've, I've been like, I should do that more. Not, not with the expectation it will come back, but like, I just believe if, if that's energy I'm giving, people remember it. I think I'm seeing that a lot with unexpectedly with my foot. Yeah. And I'd have to add to that. You said something about showing up, showing up for me. Like when people show up, it, we have such a flaky society, like culture right now. People say they're going to come and they don't. And, you know, I've been a girl, again, I come at everything from experience. When I first moved to Louisiana, my whole life, I've always had birthday parties and people have always showed up and it was always wonderful. I had a birthday party in Louisiana when I first moved here, just trying to, you know, try it, you know, see. And I invited, you know, all these people, just even though I knew I was new, I knew nobody really knew me like that. But I was like, hey, let's have a party, have free food, and let's get dressed up and all that. Like, no one showed up. And it was heartbreaking. Mm. It just makes you want to, like, ball up in a shell. And, like, and it, and it, it makes me understand and relate to people who don't really want to put themselves out there, make themselves vulnerable, because it is. It's scary. And mm-hmm. so when people don't show up, it, it hurts. Now in my life, I feel like people show up and I love that. Like whether it's a move, you know, when I was moving, you ask, you know, do you need some help? Mm-hmm. When people come to the brunches, when, the, when they sell out, when people show up, that is, I mean, it's amazing. It really does fill my heart so much. Like just them showing up. I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. I didn't have my whole dad's side of the family. No one showed up at my uh, college graduation. And that, that, that kind of hurt, you know, I, I was sad because I was just hopeful, you know, like this only happens once in a lifetime. I mean, you can get multiple degrees, but for me, I was like, this happened once in a lifetime. And, and so, you know, but I was grateful for those, uh, you know, as much as I wanted to be saddened by the people who didn't show up, my mom helped me to realize, and, you know, just seeing everybody who did, that was what was mattered. It didn't matter who didn't, it mattered who was there and who showed up. So that's another thing for me. That's a good one. Thank you. This one's also from Bridget. And girl, you asked some fire questions because you're making this really hard to pick. Okay, this one is, what's the toughest thing someone's ever told you, but it helped you grow? It was such a weird experience. Like this guy that I had a very tumultuous friendship, romantic thing with for years. Well, I won't even say romantic. It It was weird. He told me, that he hated hearing from me, but yet, I know it's crazy, but yet he loved me and he knew all of it was like not real. So what I learned from that, for me, I remember feeling so removed from it that it taught me, it taught me a lot about what people go through and it taught me a lot about how they are coming from a space within themselves 
and how it's not personal, you know, because the way he just like phrased it and how mad he got about some stuff that I was saying, I really got to see this was what was going on inside of him internally and him working through it. And it just helped me have more grace for people. And it, it also made me feel like I, that was like one of the worst things I thought he could have told me at the time. And I lived through it. So I obviously grew through that. But it just showed me that even the people I love, they can say some really mean things mm -hmm. because of where they are in their life and what they're going through that they don't express. And I had a lot of compassion for him because I knew that wasn't how he really felt. And he even said it by the end of his whole thought. He had to work it out himself, but it always just, whenever I see people getting mad in traffic, when people, like, if I could have that grace for him and I know him, where are people I don't know? Like, why are they treating me like that? I don't even know them like that. So when somebody I knew treated me that way, it's like I could have compassion for him. It, it, it made me have compassion for people in situations I don't know about, mm. if that makes any sense. Even the worst things you could be saying or doing to someone it, it's helped me not take it personal and understand I don't have the full story. Mm. So try not to judge them too much. Try not to buy into what they're saying or how they're acting too much in that moment. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I feel like people have told me some tough things, but then I guess the part about things that have helped you grow it made me realize a lot of the things I feel like were lessons from my mom. Things that she had taught me that I didn't want to receive at the time, but they helped me grow in the process. And it wasn't really something I guess she said specifically, but it was the lesson in itself, which was when I would turn in my papers, she would read my work and like my writing specifically. And she would go in there and edit, tell me to use bigger words. Even I was in elementary, right? This just sounds oh. elementary. Like, <laughs> and, and at the time I'd be like, but mom, like, you know, I'd just be so frustrated. Like I'm in fifth grade. This is what my teacher expects, right? Mm -hmm. And she would be like, it's not about what your teacher expects. She wanted me to go above. She was pushing me to think bigger, be smarter, and not settle for whatever I'm being taught and just take that at face value. She was like, the world is so much bigger than school. We're not just gonna base your education solely on your one class. She wanted me to be more intelligent than that, be more eloquent with my words and not just be whatever my teacher wanted to box me in and be because at the end of the day, I look back now and yeah, they were just checking the box with me. Nobody was really trying to push me and help mm. me get, reach my highest self. So, but my mom was, she wasn't going to play around with that. So looking out she was. So I would say that was definitely one of the toughest things because I would think my writing was the best and I'd be like, Oh, look at this, read this. And she would just, just be scratching through it all. And, and it, it tore me apart, but I appreciated it. Another one is when I was applying to colleges and I guess I thought that college was free. I guess I thought that it was like any other school, like high school and middle school, and you just go through it and that's just how it is. And I, that was a hard lesson for me, realizing I was going to have to apply for scholarships. I was, if I wanted to go to college, I was going to have to apply for scholarships and or take out loans. And that was scary, realizing things don't just come, like things don't just fall like into your lap like you have to earn it you have to work for it and I had to get a job you know I didn't work my whole life until college I had to learn things weren't just going to come to me I had to work for them so mm -hmm. that was definitely a reality check when she was like oh yeah you ain't, you ain't about to just go to you know Maryland University and 
have no scholarship. So once I found out, once we found out about Louisiana tops, I was like, okay. Yeah, tops. I was trying to think about that the other yep. day. LSU. Yeah, tops. Shout out. Shout out to tops. Thank you, Louisiana. I knew I was a Louisiana resident for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I'm going to pick one more for me. Okay. The answer, the question is, if you could have a whole day with one of your role models, who would it be? What would you ask them? And what would you take them to do and, and go to? All right. I'm a, I'm a still Cynthia. So I'm going to, I would pick Oprah. Like nope, you. you already <laughs> know, dude. You already know. <laughs> so I'll pick another one. I'll let you have, oh, one of my role. If you want to go, you can go. Uh, well, yes, it is Oprah. Spoiler alert. Oprah. I mean, if it's not Oprah, it's Michelle Obama. And if it's not Michelle Obama, it might be like Tracy Ellis Ross or something. But top, it's got to be Oprah because I just relate to her on so many deep, deeper levels. She just touches me in so many ways. What would I ask them? Golly, so many questions. But the great thing about Oprah, she's an open book. So, and she has so many books. So I've read a lot of them. So I feel like she's answered a lot of my questions. But I guess I would ask her, like, how did you know to continue or like to the way that she evolved? I just, I really, really admire. So how did you know to follow that voice? And then how did you know that it would work? Like, how did you know that it would sustain? How did you know you would sustain yourself? So that would be probably one of my questions. But again, I feel like she kind of answered that in um, one of her books, but still, I would really, I could really use that information from her. And then it says, what would you take them to go and do? Gosh, I would definitely want to drink with her. I mean, straight up, I want to have wine with her. So maybe go to a winery, eat some cheese, eat some good food, or maybe get coffee or garden because I know she has a garden so like that would be so hard but whatever we're doing I wouldn't want to get too caught up in the activity I want to talk to her so I would it would definitely be a sort of sit down situation where we can just like talk all about life that all sounds good (laughs) mine I kind of have this fear of meeting my role models that makes sense Mm -hmm. so I'm not as like I think I would pick Byron Katie Uh, she is just, and honestly, I would hang out with her just so she would break me. (laughs) This lady will just break you into a person that is more understanding and compassionate. And she really, I think helped me focus a lot on knowing what I don't know or or not knowing anything. You know, we always assume we know things about people and we really don't. Mm -hmm. So I would want to just sit with her and probably tell her about my life so that she could psychoanalyze me and make me just a more compassionate human being because that's all she would do. She would just be utterly present with me, tell me how much she loves me and how clueless I am about my problems and where they're stemming from. I wouldn't be, I'd probably just have to hide our, hide ourselves in a room because we ain't, I ain't crying in public or anything like that. So I would want to meet her. Like she has just really changed my life for the better loving what is is one of my top books on that has really changed my perspective on life in general uh, about myself and other people so she's great yes yes Byron love it okay and our last one which I saved this one for last because I thought it was a good final question is do you have any ideas on what brunch for the soul will look like in 2021 
girl, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is going to be more virtual friendly. I talked to someone today about, uh, and she's in Virginia, and just, you know, how when people leave, that because it is based in Baton Rouge primarily, when people leave, you know, they kind of miss that community and they miss being able to interact from like people who come to the book club are not often at Brunch of the Soul, the event itself. So they do that because it's a virtual opportunity. And well, now since COVID, it has been. I would like, I definitely will, I'm listening to that and I will definitely continue offering book club in a virtual setting as well as if there is a time that we do come back to being able to do physical events. We'll just have, you know, our computer involved in the circle. And so people can still interact with that. And if people want to have that in-person interaction, we could still do that as well. So there, there will be both elements of that. And also growing the membership that was put on hold due to COVID because people were losing their jobs and people were struggling. And, you know, I, didn't want to add any more burdens to anyone financially throughout that. So now that things are kind of picking back up, I want the membership program to pick back up with socially distance and safer, more intimate events, um, more virtual opportunities and things like that. I definitely want to grow that program just so we can really continue manifesting this community and sisterhood bonds like people you know it's like we've been so disconnected this time or this whole time so mm -hmm. it's time to get back to that time to get back to the real conversations and the bonds and connections that we make so I love hearing about those we will have events so that is not that we are coming back there there will be safe they might be smaller they might be in larger settings so that we can have some space in between us whatever it's going to look like it might be outdoors I'm trying to consider all the options so that just, and also just feeling it out. Like I've had to really observe other events and how they go to see how this is possible to do it in a safe setting and still make people feel connected. Events will look different. Masks will be required, but I don't want to hold off on the events too much longer because I think people still miss that in-person interaction. And I, and I think it's possible if it's done right. So whether that looks really small and we have to do them more frequently or that looks like a, a larger uh, venue so that we can have space in between us, whatever that looks like, there will be events in 2021. And last year I said I wanted to move to different cities. If it's possible in 2021, you know, that would be awesome. I didn't really get to do that this year. As soon as I announced the New Orleans brunch, it, you know, COVID closed everything down. So if I can, I will 100% expand to other cities and outside of New Orleans would be great. Hey, DMV, I'm, I'm from DC. So if we can go back up there, awesome. Got friends in Colorado. If we can go there, awesome. I love Austin. You know, I'm looking at the cities and the audiences who seem like they either need it or they would want it. And if, if you are in a city and you're listening to this right now, that's not Baton Rouge and you know for sure your city wants or needs Brunch for the Soul, please reach out because I would love to know that and do something about it. Yeah, I think, and just having, continuing to go deeper, go deeper, continuing to reach the soul and tap into those deeper conversations that you're not always having and to create those experiences. Like I really want to go there, you know, with energy healing, with just truly healing experiences. I'm going to just go ahead and 
spoiler alert, whoever's listening to this, the first Brunch for the Soul will be called Brunch for the Soul Heal. And it will be centered around healing because I will share my story around all of the healing that I've had to go through and do and work through, which is a continuous, continuous process. But all the things that have happened this year, I will open up about. And I want us all, well, this year as a country, as a world, we have endured so much that I'm sure we have to heal from. So as a collective that had come to me, I want to collectively heal together. And I want to just have a room full of us or a field full of us, whether it's outside or inside, <laughs> and truly work together and put our healing out there into the universe so that we can heal together. So that's what's coming up next year. Lots of evolution, lots of changes. I hope that there will be more podcasts, more events, more meetings, discussions, deep conversations. I love the race conversation we had in this year during the Black Lives Matter protest. So just want to continue going deeper, reaching more people and tapping into that to our soul, to our core. <laughs> Sounds great. Yes. <laughs> so looking forward to it. Yeah. Yes. I'm so glad that it, it connected us this year and that you came to the book club and that we've got to do all this stuff together. Yeah, it's been great. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. And yeah, this podcast has just been so much fun. This, yes. I think this is the last that they're going to hear from us. So okay. it is probably holiday season at this point. Yes. <laughs> it has been, how's this journey been for you? Wow. Um, it's been inspiring for me because it's definitely, uh, I was sharing with you when we first started, it showed me how small steps in the direction could really produce a result, you know, and we just were doing things one day a week and step by step. And then we launched the podcast. Now we're here. This is like six months later, almost. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 It's inspired me to like, if I put in consistent work too with my own projects that they will pan out as well. And this was just, I think it was good to have someone on the journey with someone to hold myself accountable to, you know, because there were times where like, I think we both maybe didn't want to show up, but we knew the other person did and we were just there for it. And we always loved being there. Mm. There was very rarely a time where we just were like, man, I'm glad I'm just wish we wouldn't have done that. You know, so like, I do think having you as just someone that was, I felt like counting on me and, and, and then I was counting on you to show up that helped me. I think I needed that. And now I, now I think I can cultivate that within myself too, mm -hmm. to show up for myself and like what that looks like. Yeah. But it was good to have you on that first step because <laughs> I needed it. Like I won't do things just for me. Obviously mm -hmm. we've talked about that. So same here, same here. Yeah. Like Birch of the Soul or the podcast has always been an idea in my mind. But yeah, like Raylan said, I wasn't really trying to do it alone. Like I wasn't really trying to start something that I knew would require a lot of energy and mm. thought and creativity and effort and time. Like the thought of it just seemed a little bit overwhelming. And so when we met up, when we did at Lighthouse Coffee and we talked about all these different ideas 
it was like, oh, of course. Like it was again that instant yes, like let's just do it, you know, like let's start. I'm so glad, like you said, that we followed through with it. We were consistent. It's been like one of the most consistent things that has been in my life since COVID, to be honest. Yeah. And just like letting ourselves go deep, letting ourselves listen to ourselves and be vulnerable and learning about editing. Like, you know, there's been parts of this that aren't always easy, but Mm -hmm. it's been worth it. And it's been so much fun. And then adding the whole, you know, we were doing this for a month or two or however long before we even started releasing them. So like Mm -hmm. now having the element of people listening and engaging with the episodes, that's a whole different thing. So it's, it's really exciting. This has been great. I like how you share it. Like you said, it was, it was kind of like a shared effort. You know, it didn't feel like it was just on you and it didn't feel like it was just on me. And I think at that time in our lives, that was, that was probably a comfort to know that like, if, if you couldn't do something or if it, you know, I think it would have, definitely helps too that we switch off weeks to do so, like some editing. It's like, it's this one's yours this week, this one's your, and it's yeah. like, we know it. And I think in my head, those hard moments when I don't want to like edit it, I was like, Cynthia edited hers last week I gotta do my part <laughs> so and then, true. Uh, yeah so having that shared not burden I don't want to say it like that but sharing the work responsibility sharing, yeah the responsibility mm-hmm. was, was helpful yeah. made it feel less heavy so totally I agree I agree so much unless yeah, huge you know if somebody's eating the plate uh, you know the buffet with you you're like are we gonna eat all this food it's like yeah you know, we don't do it together let's just do it together exactly exactly like we could we send each other voicemail uh voice messages sometimes when we're editing like Kelly, i'll pull my hair out like this is the worst this is the worst right right (laughs) but But, we know yeah Yeah. (laughs) but it's so worth it so and yeah the the listeners have made it also so much more worth it i just love hearing people's responses to our episodes so Please continue if this is if you're just now tuning in, you got so much content to listen to. Lucky you. Uh, if you've been with us this whole time, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Yeah. And if you haven't left a review yet, please go ahead and leave us a five-star review and leave us a comment. I, we love hearing about like the, seeing your words. Like we love hearing what's your favorite part, what's your favorite episode, what you took from a specific episode. Like that's that's the best. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, so excited. Thank yeah. you so much guys for tuning in with us thus far. It's been honestly such a fun journey. We hope that we're going to rest now. We're going to heal now. So we hope that you get to do that as well and really enjoy the holidays with your loved ones or on your own, whatever that looks like for you. And mm-hmm. thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks guys. All right. Well, I was going to say, see you next week. Ah, so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you and namaste. Yeah. Namaste. Yeah. Bye guys. Bye. Did you enjoy this podcast? Make sure to hit the subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at brunch for the soul. We can't wait to connect with you till next time.